Good morning. So uh, today's uh, the Tamatar sponsor of the month, Dovi and Nina Elman, in honor of their daughter Ayelet becoming a bas mitzvah. May she continue to be a source of nachas to the entire family. And uh, the week of learning sponsored by Alan and Sherry Steinmetz in honor of Allison and Adam Steinmetz's anniversary and the wonderful shiurim offered by Suburban and Rabbi Silber. Okay, today's daf is uh, daf mem hey. We're going to pick up on daf mem dalad on um about 15 lines up. Uh, from the bottom, where we're going to say Ella Yalif Nachrim. So just to just to reorient ourselves to what we were talking about here, that we had Rabbi Yochanan who learned that Heter Mitzdarif Iser, that when you're trying to create the Kezayis, you could have as long as you have some Iser, if it's added with some Heter, collectively it's uh, it's Mitzdarif Iser and it's considered a full Kezayis. Uh, Rabbi Yochanan, however, said that that Halacha only applies by Nazir. And he learns it from Mishras, the idea that you could soak something, that it would take the taste. And we talk about soaking the bread, where the, the wine is soaking the bread in wine. The wine is the Isser, it's less than a Kezayis, but it's Mitzdarif with the bread. So we say that's a special halacha by Nazar according to Rabbi Yochanan. The Gemara asked, well, wait a second, don't we need Mishras, that language of that Pasuk, which teaches us that Tam Ki'ikar, that if the taste of something becomes infused in something, that that's going to create Isser. Uh, and we bring, we bring the, uh, so basically what happens is we end up with the idea that Mishras, that Pasuk Rabbi Akiva is using it to learn Mitzdarif Le'iser, that Heter Mitzdarif Le'iser, that you combine, uh, you combine the lesser portion of a Kezayis of Heter with Iser, and uh, the Rabbanan are going to say we learn from there Tam Ki'ikar. So the Gemara then asked, was trying to figure out where did Rabbi Akiva, okay, so if Rabbi Akiva learns Mishras, to teach Tam Ki'ikar, that taste infuses and creates Iser. Where did Rabbi Akiva get that idea? Because if he can't use Mishras for that, because he's using Mishras for Hetem and Starif Le'iser. So then, what does, uh, where does Rabbi Akiva learn Tam Ki'ikar? The Gemara said, we tried to learn it from Basar B'chalov, and you said he can't learn it out from Basar B'chalov to everything else, because Basar B'chalov has unique Chiddush, in as much as you can soak the basar and chalav, and that doesn't matter, but if you cook it, then it immediately becomes that way. Okay, so we're trying to find a source for Rabbi Akiva, who cannot use, who uses mishras for hetem and starif iser. Where does he know tam ki'ikar, that we look at the taste as infusing something and creating iser? So says the Gemara, El yalaf nachrim, that Rabbi Akiva should learn tam ki'ikar from giulei nachrim. Gil is the halacha as follows, that when the, when the Jews came back from fighting Midyon, so they were told that they had to take uh, the pots and pans, whatever they took from the Midianim, and they had to they had to purify them through fire, through hot water, uh, whatever the different the different materials, different ways. So the idea was, we see that Giulei Nachrim lav time ba'amahuva aser hachinami loshna. So he says, don't you see? In other words, what was the concern? The the pots and pans of the Midianim weren't dirty. It was the idea that inside they had absorbed in their walls tam, they had absorbed taste. And then when you're going to cook your kosher food in it, it's going to get some of the taste from the Midianim food, and then it's going to make it usser, and you're not going to be able to eat it. So you see that tam, that you see that tam ki'ikar, you learn from the fact that you have to, you have to be metaher, the kalim of the Midianim. So we should learn from there tam ki'ikar in general, and that's where Rabbi Akiva would learn it from, we say. The Rabbanan, so wait a second, so then why can't the Rabbanan learn Tam Ki'ikar from Giulei Nachrim, and why did they need to learn it from the Pasuk of Mishras? So the Gemara says, the Rabbanan don't want to learn, uh, don't want to learn Tam Ki'ikar from Giulei Nachrim, why? Because Giulei Nachrim nami chidashu. Because Giulei Nachrim has a unique element to it, so just like Basar B'chalov did, and therefore you can't learn from it to all cases, so too, I would say Giulei Nachrim has a unique chidash to it. 
what's the unique Chiddush? Because generally speaking, we say no I'll explain what that means in a second is mutter, which we learn from the Vela, but here we see that it's Asr. What's going on here? So no is the idea that if something adds taste, but the, the, the taste that it's adding is to the detriment of whatever's there, that, that nonetheless, uh, so we're going to say, generally speaking, that's mutter. We learned that from Nevela, because Nevela, an animal that died without shechita, is generally speaking aser. But once it gets to the point that it's spoiled, so then then we say you could eat it, it's no longer Nevela. So you see that once something reaches the stage where its taste is negative, it's no longer aser. So generally speaking, a negative taste is not aser. The Gemara assumes that uh that the uh because there's uh, we have a general principle that beyond 24 hours beyond a day anything that's absorbed in the walls of a pot is going to become it, it only adds negatively so no sin tam so we're going to say as follows that generally speaking stuff that's in the walls of a pot is lifkam normally something that's pagam is mutter. So we would say we wouldn't have to worry about it. So from the fact that by the Midyadim Kalim, we have to worry about, about the absorbed taste, even though it's lifkam, even though it's negative to what you're cooking in it. So that means that Gile Nachrim has a unique Chiddush, and therefore you shouldn't be able to learn it to other things, because normally no Sintan Lifkam is mutter, and yet here we're saying no Sintan Lifkam is Asr, so that's why the Rabbanans say I wouldn't be able to learn it from Gile Nachrim, and that's why I needed the Pasuk of Mishras to teach me Tam Ke'ikr. So, okay, that, that's good. So you see that just like we asked this Kasha on Rabbi Kiva also, is if, if when we proved Basar B'chalav was unique, so how does Rabbi Akiva learn it? So, so too, we're going to say now, oh, this sounds like Yulei Nachrim is unique because no Sintam Lefkam we're still saying is Asr. So what would Rabbi Akiva do with that? How could he learn no Sintam Lefkam in general? Rabbi Akiva, could Rabbi Akiva bread Rabbi Kuna? So he says, no, because Rabbi Akiva holds like Rabbi Akiva bread Rabbi Kuna, who clarified the Amar, he said, lo Asr Torah elo b'kateir bas yumo. He says, no, because the halach of Gilei Nachrim ain't If we would have said that any time that you have the pots of the Minyanim, even if they hadn't used it in the prior 24 hours, you needed to kosher it, so then you would say that's actually a unique halacha because once it's 24 hours, the taste is lifkam, and yet we're saying we need to clear it out. But Ruchia Breder of Ahuna clarifies for us that when the Torah told the Jews that you had to kosher the kalim of the Midianim, it was talking about kalim that they had used in the prior 24 hours. So at that point, it was not no sin tam lefkam, because it's only after it's been 24 hours in the walls of the pot that it becomes to its detriment. And when they were saying, they were saying, if you want to use these pots right now, right after you took them from the Midianim, you need to, you need to kosher them because you need to get rid of the, the, the tam that's in the walls. And it's not tam lefkam, so therefore it's not a chiddish, meaning it's not a unique concept. And therefore we should be able to learn out no sin tam lefkam to all cases. So says the Gemara of Rabbanon, um, what would the Rabbanon answer to that? Because if in fact, and, and we're assuming that the, the Rabbanon don't necessarily argue on Rechib Breder of Huna, if we're in fact talking about Kalim that are less than 24 hours since the Midyanim used it, it's not Lefkam, and therefore why is it a Chiddush that you can't learn Nosin Tam Lefkam from, from Gilei Nachrim to all cases? So the Gemara says, because the Rabbanon hold Kedeir Basuma Nami Lo Efsher, Nami Lo Pagma Porta. They're saying, no, the, 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 the Rabbanon could agree with Rebchia Breder of Huna that it was within 24 hours, but the Rabbanon are of the opinion that anything that's absorbed in the walls of a pot, even less than 24 hours, is somewhat lifkam. And therefore, according to the Rabbanon, Giyule Nachrim 
is a unique chiddush, and you cannot use it to learn nosin tan lefkam for all cases. So that's why the rabbana needs to learn from mishras. Rabbi Akiva, on the other hand, says no. If we're talking within twenty-four hours, it's not lefkam, and therefore you see that we worry about the tam that's in the walls of the kelim of the Midyanim. So we should learn from there to all cases of nosin tan lefkam from Gilei Nachrim, and therefore the Pasuk of Mishras is left available and he's able to learn Heter Mitztarev Le'isr. So Amr Le'Ravach HaBreder of Avia Le'Ravashi So Ravach HaBreder of Avia asked Ravashi, a new th- a somewhat new thing, Midrabanan Nishmel Rebbe Akiva Why not learn from the Rabbanan to hear something from Rebbe Akiva? Basically what the Gemara is going to ask now is Rebbe Akiva learns from Mishras that that, uh, Nazir, from the, that uniquely by Nazir, that the, the bread and the wine combined, cause it's Hatam and Starf Leisser. Rabbi Akiva is the one, uh, Rabbi Yochanan said it only applies to Nazir, and he was expressing the opinion of Rabbi Akiva. So why, in fact, do Rabbi Akiva and Rabbi Yochanan only learn to Nazir? Why not learn to all cases? He says, Milo Amri Rabbanan, Mishras, Litin Tamki Iker, Mikan Atadan, the Holy Surin Shabbatora, the Rabbi Akiva Nami, Mishras, the Hetter, Mitzarf, Isser, Mikan Atadan, the Holy Surin Shabbatora Kula. So what is he saying is as follows. That, the, that, as we discussed, Rabbi Akiva and the Rabbanan argue about what do you do with the word Mishras. The Rabbanan applied to Tamki Iker, and uh, Rabbi Akiva and Rabbi Yochanan later, uh, we see apply it to, 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 so, and we saw in the case of Mishras, the word Mishras, which was written by Nazir, the Rabbanan used the Kavachomer to say if it applies by Nazir, which is Mekel, for sure it should apply by other things which are more Chomer. And the Rabbanan used the word Mishras to teach to all cases that no Saint Tam, I'm sorry, that, that Tam Ki'ikar. So why, when Rabbi uh, Akiva is using the exact same word Mishras, which is written by Nazir, he says it only applies by Nazir, why not say, just like that same word Mishras, the Rabbanon used their halacha of no, of no tamlef, uh, I'm sorry, of tamki iker. They used to apply to all instances. So why don't you use your usage of the word Mishras, Rabbi Akiva, which you're using for Hetter Mitzdarf Leiser? Why don't you learn that to all cases? Why do you say that it's only limited to the case of Nazir? So he says, Amrlei. Um, so they answered as follows. Why did Rabbi Akiva not learn from Mishras to all cases from Nazir? Using the Kavachomer of the Chachamim, Mishum to have a Nazir vechatash neksuvam vayin keachad vayin melamdim. Why? Because Einachinami. If the Torah would have only written Mishras by Nazir, and we're learning from there that Heter mitzdarif leiser, that you combine less than a kezayis of Heter with a less than a kezayis of Iser to create an, to create something you're not allowed to eat. If it had only written that by Nazir, Einachinami, I would be able to learn out from there to all cases across the Torah. But because the Torah wrote the concept, concept of Hetem and Starful Isser in two places, which we're going to see one was Nazir, the other was Chatas, that we're going to see from there that, that therefore you cannot learn it out to all cases and it's only going to apply by Nazir and we'll see Chatas. What's this concept? We've encountered this many times. The idea is as follows. If the Torah wanted to teach you a general law, it would say it once and you would learn it to all parallel instances. So if the Torah wrote it in Nazir, you should learn it to all cases. If the Torah then took the time to write it in a second place, which in this place is chatas, it must be that it didn't want you to learn from one instance to all, and therefore wrote it twice to tell you that these two cases it applies, other cases it doesn't apply. So that's why Rabbi Akiva would only use Mishras to teach the case of Nazir because the Torah chose to repeat itself by Nazir and chatas to tell you those are the only two cases it applies 
but not across the Torah. Where are the two places that it's written? Nazir Hada Amra, Nazir, which we already said, about soaking the wine in the bread. Chatas Maihi, where's the case that we see from Chatas that Hatam and Starfliser? The Gemara says the Sanya because we learned in a Brisa. Kolash, uh, the, the, the Brisa teaches us that the Pasuk says, Kolasha Yiga Bivsara Yikdash. What this is talking about is, um, is that if you have, uh, if you have the, uh, if, if you have meat that touches, um, if you have meat that touch, that, that is, that is, uh, Kadshe Kadashim, for example, that touches other meat, that we're going to see that it, it causes that meat to assume the kedusha of the meat that touched it. So the idea is anything that touches the basar of of uh kadashim, yikdash itself becomes kadash like the kadash kadashim. So we learn that from the pasuk. Yachol afilu bala. So you might think, okay, maybe this is just if the kadashim meat, kadash kadashim meat touches, let's say shlamim meat, that that even if it, even if even if there was no absorption from the from the, let's say, the, the chatas meat to the shlama meat, that nonetheless the shlama meat would become like the chatas, says the Gemara, Tamalomer bivsara in its flesh, which tells you, uh, that, that basically the, 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 there has to be some transference of, uh, of, of iser from the kadshe kadashim, iser meaning because it's more chamer, into the shlamim, let's say, which is more kal, so it actually has to have a transference, it can't, it's not just touch, but for example, if they would be hot, then the fats or the juices would mix between the two. So, acha yivla bivasar until it actually gets absorbed. Yiktash, what does it mean that it becomes kadash? That if, that if let's say chatas meat touched shlamim meat, lios kamo, it becomes, it immediately assumes the status of that, of that chatas meat. For example, shimsulahi tipasal, that if the chatas meat were to become pasal, that this meat that touched it would also become pasal. Vim ksherahi, let's say it touched it and there was a transference of liquid but there was, it didn't become possible. So then the shlama meat now assumes the unique characteristics of kachay kadashim for tochel kechamer sheba. That it has to, it has to be treated as if it's like kachay kadashim because it has in it, um, it has in it, uh, juices of kachay kadashim. So for example, you, it can only be eaten by zichrei kahuna. It has to be eaten in the, it has to be eaten in the, in the base of Migdash. That, uh, that, uh, you know, all of the halachas, the, the time that you have to eat it, all of these halachas that apply to chatas would now apply to this meat that was touched by the shlamim. And so the idea is that what? That the, some of the, the kadshay kadashim, the, the chatas meat or its juices went into the, uh, shlama meat. Now it's not necessarily enough to be a kazayas. And yet you see that the, the, if you're gonna eat the shlama meat now, some of which is Kadashay Kadashim status and some of which is Shlamim, that you have to treat the whole thing as Kadashay Kadashim. So you see the idea that Heter Mitztaref Le'isser, that, that even though there's only a little bit of it that's Kadashay Kadashim, we treat the whole thing like Kadashay Kadashim. So therefore, you now have two sources, Chatas and Nazir, to tell you that Heter Mitztaref Le'isser, and therefore, says the Gemara, that's why Rabbi Akiva only learns it to Nazir and Chatas. He would not learn it to Kolatarukula using the Kavachomer from Nazir, Again, had it only been written by Nazir, he could make a Kavachomer just like the Rabbanon. But from the fact that it was written by Nazir and Chatas, he can no longer do that. So the, Rabban, the Gemara says, Rabbanon, Rabbanon Nami, Nehavi Nazir Chatas, Malamdin. So the Gemara says, well, wait a second. It's a good point. So you're saying, so this is actually an interesting thing, that the, uh, this halacha that we're saying about the Kadshay Kadashim meat, uh, 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 infusing the Shlama meat, 
is actually also an example of Tam Ke'ikar. And since the Rabbanon don't hold, at, we think at the moment, don't hold of Hetam and Starif Le'isr, because they learn, they use the Pasuk of Mishras to teach you Tam Ke'ikar, why not say that what we see from this case of Kadshay Kadashim, that some of the taste goes into the Shlamim, you see Tam Ke'ikar, and why not say, so once you see that Tam Ke'ikar is written according to the Rabbanon, both by Chatos, and by Nazir, so then rather than learn from Nazir to call a Tarakula that Tam Ke'ikar, why not say Tam Ke'ikar should only apply in the case of Nazir and Chatos because it's written twice and Shnei Ksuma Bayim Ke'echad and therefore, unlike the Rabbanan who tried to learn out Tam Ke'ikar to the whole Torah, you should only apply it to Nazir and Chatos. So the Gemara says, Amri Hano Mitzrach Trichi. They said, no, because Shnei Ksuma Bayim Ke'echad and Melamdin is only true if they're not teaching you unique halachos, but here we needed it to teach you unique halachos, so it's not shnei ksumar ba'im We're going to see in a second what the, what's the uniqueness. Rabbi Akiva, so what would Rabbi Akiva, what would Rabbi Akiva say to that? So Rabbi Akiva responds, says, not so fast, don't tell me you need them each, because I could show you that you could have written one and you would know the other. Maitrichi, what do you mean that you need them both? Bishloma ikasav rachman v'chatos, had the Torah only written the halachos of tam ki'ikar v'chatos, so I would say, yeah, you're right. In that case, I couldn't learn to other things because I wouldn't learn Nazir, for example, from it. Because generally speaking, Chulan is less uh, severe than Kachim. So maybe I would tell you, if the Torah told us Tam Ke'ikar only by Chatos, I would say, I don't know it anywhere else. Because... Um, because uh, I only see Tom Kicker by Kutchin, but I wouldn't know it by Hulin. So therefore, says the Rabbanan, I would need to, uh, Rabbi Akiva is saying for the Rabbanan, I would need to say that I needed to add it by Nazir. It wasn't enough to just write it by Chatos, by Kutchin. But, but Rabbi Akiva says, not so fast. So fine, it's true. If it only wrote Chatos, I would need another Pasuk or another source to tell me to apply it to other things. But Ella lift of Rahman ben Nazir, Vitesi Khatos, Vitigmar Minay, the Ha Koli Surin Shabatara, Kagamar Minazir. So he says, but but you, Rabbanan, what you're saying doesn't make sense because why not treat it as Shnek Suma Ba'im Ke'echad? Because the reality is the Torah could have just written Nazir. And as you, the Rabbanan, yourself proved there's a Kavachomer to learn from Nazir to all cases. And we would learn, so, so we would learn from Nazir to Kachim, non-Kachim, everything. And yet the Torah chose to write it by Chatas. So why not say, says Rabbi, Aki, Rabbi Akiva would say back to Rabbanan, why not say that it could have written only by Nazir and I would have known Chatas from the fact that the Torah added it to write Tam Ke'ikar by Chatas. I'm going to, uh, I'm going to learn out that it should only, Tam Ke'ikar should only apply by Nazir and by Chatas. So the, the Gemara says, okay, that's a good point. Rabbanan. So what would the Rabbanan say? Why not? Why is it not Shnek Suma Ban Ke'echad? It could have written only Nazir and it chose to wrote Nazir and Chatas. So the Gemara says, Amri Lach Mitzri Trichi. Mitzri Trichi Chatas Lahetam and Starf Le'isr. V'chulin Mikachim Lagamar. Umishras Litain Tam Ke'ikar. So we're saying is as follows, that we're going to reverse what we said before. The Gemara's kasha was, why not say that Tam Ke'ikar is taught both by Chatos and by Nazir, and therefore it should be Shnei Ksuma Ke'echad, and we assumed that the case of Chatos, the Rabbanan, only hold of Tam Ke'ikar. They never told us the halacha of Heter Mitzar Fleisar, so you have two sources for Tam Ke'ikar. So now the Gemara is answering and saying no, Actually, the Rabbanan also buy into the concept of Heter Mitzdarif Le'isr, and they hold Tam Ke'ikar. So how does it work? Where do they, where do they see Heter Mitzdarif Le'isr? They see it by Chatas, 
And where do they see Tom Kicker? They see that from Nazir. So now says the, now the Gemara is saying as follows. That's why the Rabbanan are able to learn from Nazir to everywhere else, because it's only written in one place, and we learn Tam Ke'ikar from Nazir, and we learn to everything else. Now what about what's written by Chatas? The Rabbanan agree that Heter Mitzdarif is by Chatas, but once you're learning it from Chatas, Chatas only applies by uh, Kachim, not by Chulin. So what we're left off, uh, we're left off that the Rabbanan hold Heter Mitzdarif Le'isr by Kachim, but not by Chulin, and they hold Tam Ke'ikar by everything. And the Gemara says, Rabbi Akiva, Tarvayu Lehetar Mitzdarif Le'isr, so we're leaving off and saying as follows, that Rabbi Akiva, uh, uh, so, so we're going to say as follows, that Rabbi Akiva, uh, they're, they're actually very limited area of disagreement between the Rabbana and the Rabbi Akiva. They both hold of the concept of Tam Ki Iker. Rabbi Akiva learns it from Giyulei Nachrim, and uh, the Rabbanan say, Yulei Nachrim is a Chiddush, so I can't learn it from there, so I need the Pasuk of Mishras. But they both agree, Tam Ki Iker applies in all cases, whether from Giel or from Nazir. Now, Heter Mitztarif Le'iser, they also both hold of in a case of Kachim, because the Rabbanan learned it from Chatas, whereas Rabbi Akiva has the, has the Pasuk of Mishras left open to teach it by Nazir, and it's written by Chatas, so therefore Rabbi Akiva is going to say, it's so therefore I can't learn it to anything else, but, but Heter Mitztarif Le'iser will apply by the case of Nazir and the case of Chatas, but only those two cases. Okay, so therefore, what's actually the distinction between them two? They're both going to hold that Heter Mitzdar Fli'isr because it's written by Chata. So the Rabbanan and Rabbi Akiva will hold that. The only difference between the Rabbanan and Rabbi Akiva comes out by Nazir because the Rabbanan are going to say, I only know it by Kachim, so I only know it by Chatas. Rabbi Akiva is going to say, no, I also know it by Nazir because it's written by Nazir Mishras, so therefore I apply it by Nazir and, and Chata, so therefore Rabbi Akiva is adding the concept of Nazir. And why doesn't he learn from Nazir to call a Torah Kula using the Kavah Homer? Because since it's also written by Chatas, it's Shnei Ksuma Bayim Kechad, Shnei Ksuma Bayim Kechad, Ein Malamdim. Okay, sorry if that's complicated, but we got to move on. Okay, Amr Le Rav Ashi Le Rav Kahano. Rav Ashi said to Rav Kahano, Elohad Sanya. So wait a second. So what about this that we learned in the Brisa? Uh, so he says that the the the, the Brisa tells us the pasuk says that the nazir anything if he takes anything that's made from wine, whether uh, uh, whether it's the uh, seeds or the or the um, the skin of the grapes, limud ali suri nazir So the the Brisa tells us that we see from that pasuk. That, that, that if you have, let's say, a half a kazayas of grape skins and a half a kazayas of grape pits, that those are going to be mitzdarif to a kazayas. So now the Gemara asks, well, wait a second. According to Rabbi Akiva, who says, Heter is mitzdarif for Isser, Hashtal Rabbi Akiva Isser ve Heter mitzdarfin, Isser ve Isser mi boy. He says, why do I need the, the Pasuk and why do I need the Brisa to tell us that, that two forms of Isser by Nazir combined, grape skins and grape seeds are going to combine, why do I need, why do I need that? At the end of the day, if even Isser, I'm, I'm sorry, if, if, if even Isser and Heter combine to make a Kazayas, then surely two forms of Isser for sure combine. So it's a Kasha on Rabbi Akiva, it's a Kasha on Rabbi Akiva. If you're saying that the Halacha of, uh, Heter Mitzarifel Isser applies by Nazir, what, and it applies Heter to combine with Isser to make up a Kazayas, surely two forms of Isser by Kazayas would combine. Amr 
he says, you're right. Theoretically, I would have known it from Hetav Yitzhar Mitzdarf and I would have known Yitzhar Yitzhar. But Yitzhar Yitzhar has an added element on top of Yitzhar Yitzhar. What is that? Yitzhar Yitzhar Bevasachas. In order for Hetav Mitzdarf Li Yitzhar to say that a partial heter, partial iser combined to create a kazayas, that only applies if you eat it together at the same time. But iser for iser bizachrzeb. But if you eat, let's say, grape skins, half a kazayas of grape skins, and then half a kazayas of grape pits, at the end of the day, even though you eat them separate, as long as it's pekdeyachilas pras, they're going to combine. So that's why the Torah needed to tell us, that's why the Brysa needed to tell us, because we wouldn't have known it from heter mitzayr for iser, from heter mitzayr for iser, only if you eat it all in one shot, Versus iser iser mitzdarif, even if you eat them separately, as long as you do it, uh, as long as you do it in um, uh, in the bichtei pras. Okay, says the Mishnah. Batzak shabes sidke areva im yesh kazayis b'makamechel chayv levayer v'imlav bato b'miuto. So he says as follows: that if you have dough that uh, that's in the sidke areva, it's in the cracks of. The areva is like a feeding uh, uh, trough that the animals would eat from. So what's happened here? That the dough was kind of filling in the cracks. It was serving a function in the bottom of this, it, well, in part of this areva. We'll see exactly what it means. So you have the dough in the cracks of the areva. So we're saying as follows. If there's a kezayas in one place that's a, 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 a kezayas worth of dough, then you have to take it out of the areva and you have to do beer chametz on it. But if not, if it's less than a kazayas, then it's batl b'miyuto, and you're not even going to need to remove the dough from the trough. We're going to see in the Gemara what this means. Continues the mission of Echein Le'inyin Atuma, so too as relates to Tuma, when you're being tovel in Areva, if the Areva becomes Tame and you want to make it Tahar, that, and you're going to be tovel it, im makbid alav chodzets, if you're makbid on, on the dough, meaning you don't want it there, Right, that that is not serving a function for you. Then it's going to be a chatzitza, like anything. This is true in general. When you go to the mikvah, if there's something interposing. If you want it there, it's not a chatzitza. But if you don't want it there, it it is a chatzitza. So we're saying as follows: If you want the dough there, then uh, then if you don't want the dough there, then it's going to be a chatzitza. But if you want the dough there, holding, uh, filling in the crack. So then it's not going to be considered a chatzitza. And again, we're going to see in the Gemara exactly what these things mean. So picks up the, picks up the Gemara, Amr of Yehudah Meshmol, Lo shanu el v'makam she'en asuyin l'chazek, el v'makam she'en asuyin l'chazek, So he says as follows. This that the, this that the, uh, that the Mishnah said, the Mishnah basically said, if you have a kazayas of dough, it's a problem. Less than a kazayas is not a problem. So Rabbi Yehuda says the name of Shmuel, when did they say that? They learned that only if it's in a place, basically means that it's not, uh, it's in the area that's not the bottom of the trough. Either Rashi understands that it means that it's, 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 um, that it's, asuyin uh, lechazek means it's there to hold water, means you need to make it waterproof. Others understand that it's, that it's, that the dough is there to strengthen the areva, but whatever the point is, the idea is that if it's a place in meaning the side walls of the trough, if it's there, that's when it matters whether it's a kazayas or not. But if we're talking about the bottom of the trough, where the dough is serving an important function of giving it its waterproof nature, it's filling in the cracks, that you don't need to destroy it at all, even if it's going to be a kazayas. Mechlal, the pachos mi kazayas, so he says, so basically what are we saying? We're saying, 
if the dough is on the bottom of the trough, it doesn't matter whether it's more or less than a kazayas, it's serving an important function, and it's, it, 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 it's, it's, it's part of the areva, and it's not considered chametz. If it's on the side walls of the trough, which are not holding, are not there to hold water, and they're not serving as a, a, really a function, so then the question would be as follows. Is it a kazayas, in which case it's a problem? And if it's not a kazayas, it's not a problem. So this is, this is a mako, a, a, a mako version, uh, essentially saying that as long as it's on the bottom, it doesn't matter how big it is, it's not going to be chametz, that you have to get rid of it. And if it's on the sides, it depends whether it's a chata, it depends whether it's a kazayas or not. Ika damasin la seifa. But there are others who learn, Rabbi Yehuda, the name of Shmuel, that's going on the seifa, that the seifa said, v'im lav, the, 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 basically the Mishnah said that if you have this dough that's in the cracks of the areva, if it has a kazayas, it, you have to get rid of it, and if not, not. So earlier we said that that only applies on the sidewalls, but the bottom, it's not, doesn't matter whether it's a kazayas or not. But others learn that they said, vim lav, but if it's, if it's, if it's a, a kazayas, I'm sorry, if it's less than a kazayas, batabu miyuto, I'm Rabbi Huda Mishmur, Rabbi Huda Mishmur, Lashano Alabamakamasi When did they say that it matters whether it's a kazayas or not? Is if it's on the bottom, where it's serving an important function. So then we say, that if it's a, if it's a kazayas, even though it's important, uh, serving an important function, it's going to be chametz. But if it's less than a kazayas, it's okay. But the part that's not the bottom of the trough, but the sides of the troughs, the side of the trough, chayev levayer, that you're going to have to, you're going to have to do beer chametz, even if it's less than a kazayas. Michlal, this implies, the kazayas, afilu b'makam asu lechazek, chayev levayer. This implies that, uh, that if the, um, Chametz, if the dough is on the bottom of the trough, even though it's serving an important function of waterproofing, nonetheless, you're going to need to get rid of it. So we have the first version, which is very mako, which is saying on the floor, serving an important function, even more than a kazayas. On the walls, you can leave it there as long as it's less than a kazayas. The second version is saying on the floor, you can only leave it as less than a kazayas. If it's more than a kazayas, you can't even leave it when it's serving a function. And if it's on the sides, for sure, then, uh, then you can't even do it if it's Pachos Mikazayas. So the first version, Mekel, second version, Machmer. Says the Gemara, tiny collision, comma, tiny collision of We learn one Brysa like the first Lashon, we learn another Brysa like the second Lashon. Tanya collision of we learned one like the more Mekel version, which says as follows. But that if you have dough that's in the cracks of an areva, the So we're talking about the floor where it's serving an important function. over. It's not going to be considered a chatzitza because it's serving an important function, and he's not going to be over on chametz because we say it's part of the areva. Ubemakum. So that that and in a place where it's not the floor, it's the walls. Chotzitz for over that then it's going to be a chatzitzah and it's going to be over on on chametz. But medzvah remorim. When is it said bekzayis with the kzayis? I will pachas with kzayis. I feel makom shein asul chazik in a chotzitz vein over. So he says, but if it's less than a kzayis, even when it's on the walls, it's not a chatzitzah and you're not over. So this price is clearly saying that if it's on the floor, even more than a kzayis. If it's on the walls, depends. If it's a kzayis. You, you, you have to take it off. If it's less than a kazayas, you don't. So that's like the more mako version. The tiny collision of Basra, we learned another brisa like the second lashon, which is more machmer. So how did that go? Batzik shebisidikai areva, that if you have the dough that's in the cracks of the areva, but makamasu the chazak, if it's on the floor, where it's serving an important function, eno chotzeis veino over, so as long as it's on the floor, uh, it's, it's not, and we'll see this is talking about a puffus mikazayas, as long as it's on the floor, 
and it's serving an important function, if it's less than a kazayas, it's okay. But but if it's on the walls where it's not serving an important function, it's over, it's going to be a chatzitz, and you're going to be over, as we're going to now see. When do we say that? So when do we say that on the floor you could leave it? When do we say on the walls you have to remove it? Also, meaning in this view, if it's a kazayas, it doesn't matter whether it's on the walls or the floors, you're going to need to get rid of it. I will be kazayas, but if it's a kazayas size, I feel even if it's on the floor where it's serving an important function, it's waterproofing, chotzitz for over, it's going to be a chatzitza and you're going to be over on chametz. So we have basically a mako version of the understanding of the Mishnah. We have a machmer version of understanding the Mishnah. And we have a brisa that supports each of them. So ask the Gemara, kashina adadi. You just had two conflicting brisas. One said, one said like the mako version and one said like the machmer version. So how do you have these conflicting brises? So Rav Huna, Rav Huna said, Sami kilta mekamechamirta. He said, you're right. So let's get rid of the mako version. Uh, Mepharshim discussed why dafka the mako version, but okay, let's get rid of the mako version of the brisa. We're going to assume that that's a mistake and we're going to go with the machmer version. The machmer version says, if it's on the floor, as long as it's less than a kazayas, you can leave it there. If it's more than a kazayas, you have to get rid of it. And if it's on the walls, even less than a kazayas, you have to get rid of this dough. So Rav Yosef, on Rav Yosef says, Tanai what? There are no, there are no Tanayim who can argue in the world. Uh, you had a, a conflict in the Bryces. I'll tell you that it's a machlokas Tanayim. Tanayhi, it's a machlokas Tanayim. So what, 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 who are the two opinions? Desanya, because we learned in the Bryces as follows. Hapasha ifsha chayev levayer. That if you have a, a bread, which was chametz, obviously, that became, and this is talking before, before Pesach, that, that, that it became, uh, moldy. Chayev levayer, that you you need to you need to get rid of it when Pesach time comes. Why? Why not say that at the end of the day it's not roi lachila because it's moldy and people don't eat moldy bread? Because what can you do with moldy bread? You can grind it up and then use it as a leavening agent to to be machmitz other breads. So therefore, even though a, a person is not going to eat moldy bread, moldy bread serves a function as sa'ar. It serves a function as a leavening agent, and leavening agents uh, apply, uh, you know, even yeast itself is generally speaking, a, a leavened bread is generally speaking not something people eat anyway, and yet it's a problem. So the, the Tanakama is pointing out that, uh, that moldy bread can still serve a function, because it's a leavening agent. Um, now, Mepharshim discussed, what about it once it's ain't a royal achilles kelev, but we don't have to get into that right now. So Rav Shem ben Elazar says to the Tanakhama, Bamedvar mamurim, when do we say that something that is no longer uh, uh, edible for humans, uh, that, that, uh, that it's nonetheless, um, that it's nonetheless chametz, b'mekuyemes l'achilo, when it's when it's still uh, there uh, in its category as food, So, but if you were to have a lump of uh, saar, you have this really big uh, lump of uh, leavening agent that you decide I'm no longer using it for food, uh, and I'm going to use it as a chair. So then, then it's bottle, and because it's not really edible, and because you've removed it from its category of saar to say that I'm going to use it as a chair, so you're able to have this big pile of leavening uh, agent uh, be a chair. So that is 
That is uh, Rabbi Shimon ben Elazar. So says the Gemara, Midam Rabbi Shimon ben Elazar, Batla. So Rabbi Shimon ben Elazar, the Gemara understands, was not coming to clarify the Tanakhama, he's coming to argue with the Tanakhama. So from the fact that Rabbi Shimon ben Elazar says that when you make yeast or leavening lump into a chair, it's Batla. Michlal the Tanakhama is low Batla. That the Tanakhama holds is not Batla. Batla. So Alma, so what do you see? You see Kasavar Kol Kezayas. That when you have a kezayas that has been become bottle as food and it's being used for some other function, it's not bottle. So we see the Tanakama says, even if you recategorize something outside of the category of sa'ar and say, I'm going to use it as a chair, it doesn't help. And according to Rabbi Shimon Ben-Alazar, it does help. So therefore what? So back to our brysas. We had one brysa that said, if you have dough that's sealing up the floor so it's serving an important function as a waterproofing function the first version said that that's no problem it's bottle so that's going to be just like Rav Shem ben Elazar who says even if I have a big pile mound of uh of of leavening agent I could turn it into a chair so therefore he would be the one who says that when it's serving a waterproofing function it's been removed from its category as chametz and now you're able to leave it there because it's serving a waterproofing function whereas the Tanakama who says just because you reutilized it to something else doesn't take it out of its category of chametz he would say it doesn't matter so as long as it's less than a kazai is fine I'll say it's bottled to the areva but more than a kazai I'm not going to say it so we said so here you uh, Rav Yosef is saying those two conflicting prices. You don't have to get rid of one. One is Rav Shem Ben Elazar. One is the Tanakama. So the Gemara says, "Amalei Abaya Abaya said to him, 'Taratza b'Kazayis Pachas m'Kazayis Mitaratza.'" The Gemara says, "Well, wait a second. You're trying to say that we had two prices. One was Mekel, one was Machmer. But the one that was Mekel was Mekel in two senses. It was Mekel in the sense that if something's on the floor and serving a waterproofing function, it's not chametz. So Enochinami, that could be Rabbi Shimon ben Elazar. But it also had a second chiddush, which is if it's on the sides of the walls, if it's less than a kazayas, <coughs> you don't need to remove it. That we don't see from Rabbi Shimon ben Elazar. So how could you prove that the first Mako Brisa, which had two kulos, is Rabbi Shimon ben Elazar? Rabbi Shimon ben Elazar supports one of the kulos, the one where it's serving a waterproofing function, but it doesn't prove anything about the second kula, which is that when it's less than a kazayas on the walls, you don't need to remove it. So the Gemara says, you're right, so Elahavaha Rabbi Shimon ben Elazar. So rather, we're going to explain the two conflicting Brises in a different way. That we're actually going to say that they're not conflicting at all, they're both going in the opinion of Rav Shem ben Elazar, and I'm going to read it first, and then we'll explain what's going on. Vlo kasha, it's no kasha. One brisa is talking about in the place where you need, and one is talking about the place where you don't need. I'm Rav Rashi said, I'll explain this all in a second. Don't assume that when it says not, when it's making a distinction and saying one's in the place where you need, one's in the place where you don't need, that need with a K. That, uh, that, that, the one that says, uh, the, the, when it says it's not in the makam of Lisha, the place where you're doing the kneading, that that's a gaba dagana on the outside of the, the trough where you're doing the kneading. Ella, a sifsa dagana, but rather we're talking about the, uh, lip of the agana that, so it's, it's, it's the top of this trough or whatever it is you're, you're, uh, that, the, the keli we're talking about here. So the Gemara says, Pshita, of course, why would I think that it's the, talking about the outside? You don't need something on the outside. So the Gemara says, Ma'u de tema, I might have thought, Zimna da atif, umati lahasam, I might have thought that since the dough, when you're kneading it, sometimes comes over the edge and reaches the outside, I might have thought so, Kamash Malan, therefore it tells us not. 
So basically, what's going on here is the Gemara, uh, the Gemara gave a teretz. Ravashi clarified what we're talking about. And we're making a distinction between the area where you did the kneading and the area where you didn't do the kneading. So what is Abaya talking about? So what we're basically going to say is Abaya understands that there's three parts to this uh, uh, keli. There's going to be the floor, where the floor is serving an important function. The dough that's in the cracks is waterproofing. There's going to be the area above the floor, which is going to be the walls, where when you need, it doesn't hold water, so it doesn't need waterproofing, but when you're kneading the dough, the dough is going on those walls. And then there's going to be the lip, where the dough really doesn't typically go. Okay, fine. So we have three categories, bottom, sides, and lip, the top. And now we're going to say as follows, that we had, we had a brysa, one brysa that said, uh, we're, we're now saying both brysas are like Rav Shem Ben Elazar. So Rav Shem Ben Elazar is the one who says if it's serving an important function, then you don't have to, you could have even more than a kezayis. So now we're saying as follows, that everyone's going to agree. If it's the bottom of the, if it's the bottom of the floor, it goes like Rav Shem Ben Elazar, you could have more than a kezayis. If it's the sides, uh, if it's the sides, then we're going to say that the sides, it depends whether it is a kezayis or not. And if it's the top, then it doesn't matter whether it's a kezayis or not. You cannot have chametz there. Okay, so now we're going to go back to our two brysas. One brysa said, if it's, if, if it's uh, said that there's, there's one case where it doesn't matter, though, if it's in the place where you're holding the water, it doesn't matter whether it is a kezayis or not. That's going to be going on the floor of the uh, of the thing where it's serving an important function, and then that brisa continued and said, "When do we distinguish between a kezayis or not kezayis? Is going to be in that middle part, that walls, the the lower walls. So then it depends whether it's a kezayis or not. Now, what this brisa does not discuss is what happens when it's further up. But this brisa would agree if it's further up, if it's by the lip." Then it, you can't have it anyway. But the Bryce, the first Bryce, which says one case, it doesn't matter whether it's a Kazayas or not, it's okay. That's talking about a floor. The case where it said it cares whether it's a Kazayas or not was talking about the second, the middle category, the walls. But it would agree that the top of the walls are not, you're not allowed to have even Pachos Mikazayas. But that part is not said in the first Bryce. The second brysa, which said there's an area where it depends whether it's a kezayis or not, we're going to say that second brysa agrees with the first. It's just talking about the middle. It's not talking about the floor. Because this is Rav Shem Ben Elazar, who everyone who would hold that on the floor, you could have even more than a kezayis. So when the second brysa starts by distinguishing between a kezayis and not a kezayis, it's talking about that middle level, the walls. And when the second brysa says that there's something that it doesn't matter whether or not it's a kezayis, that it's still a problem, that's talking about the upper part of the walls. So basically what we're saying is everyone agrees it's Rav Shimon Elazar. Floor could be more than a Kezayis. Walls depends whether it's a Kezayis or not. And the top it is, is even if it's less than a Kezayis. It's just that the first Brysa talks about floors and walls. And the second Brysa talks about walls and top. So that's why it seems that they're arguing with one another, but they're not. They're just Every, everything is Rav Shem and Elazar. Everyone agrees with these three categories. Just the first price is addressing the bottom and the walls, and the second price is addressing the walls and the top. So that's why the first price has said, even if it's more than a kezayis, it's okay because it's talking about the floors. When the first price has said there's a distinction whether it's a kezayis or not, was talking about the walls. The second price that picks up and says there's a distinction whether it's a kezayis or not, that's talking about the walls. The second price that finishes by saying there's a category where you can't have any chametz, even less than a kezayis, that's talking about the top. So therefore, it answered the two prices. Okay, says the Gemara. 
so the Gemara says, uh, so, so uh, Rav Yitzhak Barashi says the name of Rav, if you have this big mound of leavening agent and you want to make it into a chair, so it depends. If you put plaster on it, so that's showing you want it to be a chair, not to use it as leavening agent, and therefore it's okay. But if you, uh, but implies, so the, the, the Gemara says the implication from that is if you plaster it, yes, but if you don't plaster it, no. So that is going not, so Mantana de Masni, I'm, I'm sorry. So, uh, uh, so, so, so it says the Gemara. It, we have one psak of Rav that says Allah is like Rav Shimon Elazar. Rav Shimon Elazar, though, is the one who says that if you reconstitute a, a leavening agent to be a chair, even without putting on plaster, it's okay. But then we're bringing another halach of Rav that says you have to plaster it in order for it to be okay. So, what's the deal? So the Gemara says, "Man demasniha, lo masniha." That uh, you're right. We have two statements in the name of Rav. One says you need a plaster in order to remove it from its category, and one says you don't. So Gemara says it's you know one's passing like a Rosh Hashanah one is creating this plaster distinction. So we're going to say one of those is mistaken. Only one of them was said by Rav. Ikka the army, the others who say that it's all one statement. Amr Rav Nachman, Amr Rav. The Rav Nachman said in the name of Rav, "Ain halacha Rosh Hashanah Halacha is not like Rosh Hashanah De Amar because as support for this, Rav Yitzchak Barashi, Amr Rav, Rav Yitzchak Barashi said in the name of Rav, "Im tach panei betit betela." That if you uh, that that the is not like Rav Shimon Elazar who says you don't even need to do anything to it, but rather if you're going to take this b- b- mound of leavening agent and try to turn it into a chair, you have to at least put the uh, plaster on it. So that would be Rav's halacha. Okay, I'm Rav Nachman. I'm Shmuel. Rav Nachman says the name of Shmuel. If we're talking about this trough that you were kneading the dough in, so we're going to say as follows: That let's say you have two half kezayases of dough. And there's a little string of dough connecting them. So the question is, do we look at this? So this is on the walls of the Areva. So we said before, if it's a Kazayas, it's a problem. If it's less than a Kazayas, it's not a problem. Going like a Shem So the question is, what happens if you have two half Zayas sizes and there's a little string of dough connecting them? So the, do we say as follows? So he says, alright, here's the test. You go to that little string between the two and you pick it up. If both sides of the, the, the both half zesim that's connected to this little string of dough come off the trough, so then that would be considered their, their, their mitzvah with one another, another, and therefore you have to get rid of it. But if you would pull the string and all that would happen is the string of dough would disconnect and the two, uh, half zesim that are applied to the walls of the trough would stay there, then you don't need to do anything with it. Amr Ula, Ula said, Lo Amran Elabareva. When did we say that that you could do this test of picking it up and that we don't consider the two halves they seem to combine. That's only talking about here where it's stuck on the walls of the trough, of the mixing trough. Abu Bibayas, but if you have two half kazesim on the floor of your house, Chayv Levire, you have to get rid of it because we consider them to combine with one another. Ask the Gemara, my Taimo, what's the reason why on the trough we said it depends whether, how strongly they're connected, but if they're not really connected, you could keep them there, but in the house we say that two half Zaysim are going to combine. We're going to say, the Zimnan, the Kanish Lehuvan, Nafli Gabi because we're worried you're going to sweep up your house and the two little half kazesim of dough are going to combine with one another on your floor, and then it's going to be a problem because it's going to be a kazayas of chametz in your house. Amar Ula, Ula said, Baal b'marava, in Marava they asked the following question, Bayas v'aliyah mahu, 
that what's the halacha if you have a half of a kezayis of dough in the downstairs and a half of kezayis upstairs? Are we worried that you're going to sweep them and they're going to come together and therefore you need to get rid of them or you could just leave them on your floor because they're not going to combine? So the Gemara said, the Gemara says, well, let's say I'm going to tell you that that's too remote and you can have half a kezayis upstairs, half a kezayis downstairs. Um, what, what about if you have one house and you have the portico outside, so like the porch. So the question is, is it, are, are we worried that fine, where you're not going to sweep from upstairs to downstairs, but maybe you're going to sweep from, from the porch to the inside. So what would be the halacha? And the Gemara says, and let's say you say the halacha would be that there, there's so much traffic between the porch and the house that we're worried you're going to sweep them together. What happens if you have two houses, one inside from the other? What would be the halacha? Do we worry there's not as much traffic between two houses as there is between the porch and the house that belong to the same person? Mahu, do we have to worry that you're going to sweep, that they're going to get swept together from the two houses to each other, says the Gemara Teku. Okay, uh, I think, I think we'll end here. We'll, we'll pick up here tomorrow. Hopefully, uh, we'll be able to cover the fold off tomorrow.